Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 276, How to Enhance Water's Healing Benefits. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're on the world. It's good to be back with you, and I hope you're doing well. Today, I had a eureka moment. You know those moments where everything which was floating around in your head suddenly comes together and makes sense? And it was due to a friend sending me some information about water, and I thought I knew about water until I listened to some experts talk about this, and now I'm starting to see how my own research about intuition and our relationship to the planet can interact because of the power and intelligence of water. But let me not run ahead too quickly as one has a temptation to do when you have a eureka moment. Let's talk about this new moon in Capricorn on the 11th, which is trining Uranus about unexpected events and conjunct Pluto, which is about transformation. So whether you're having a eureka moment or just a moment where you feel it's the right time to dare to change, dare to transform, I say go for it because the planets are lining up in exactly the place they need to be. And we're going to see that around the world, new changes, unexpected events, some of them uncomfortable, but certainly bringing something new to the surface. So let's just return to water and, and its meaning. And I suppose I've worked with water in various ways over my career and in my own life. I, I love being by water. I love having a bath. I love soaking in water. I love swimming in water. And I look back when I was listening to these reports about water as what did I already know? Well, I've always known that water was called the medicine of women and that many times prior to a ritual or an event that women were going to take place in, they would shower or wash in water or take themselves to a stream. And many would say, well, that was because they were unclean, especially when they were having a moon time, a period or before the dark moon. But in fact, Water has never been about cleaning yourself. It never is, even in the sense of a baptism. It's about dissolving anything that keeps us separate from ourselves. So when we are cleansing ourselves or being by water, we are dissolving separation to return to ourselves, to return to the divine, to return to the spirit world. And that's why many times I will suggest imagining yourself being by a well where there's spring water or by being by a stream. Or you may feel better when you're by water, maybe by an ocean, etc. It's about dissolving separation, coming back into oneness, the infinite meeting the finite and realizing there's no separation. And the other way I'd heard about it was that the ocean is the unconditional love of the great mother. I love that idea. 
And again, when we place something in water or we enter water ourselves, we are dissolving any separation and returning to this amazing love that's available. But you know, I'm a homeopath. And of course, when I started thinking about it, this is the process of homeopathy. We take a substance, what we might say a physical substance, and we dilute it, and we succuss, we stir, we dilute. And what happens is that eventually there is so-called no molecules of that substance left in the water, but now we have a solution, a remedy, a potentized remedy to give to someone to heal them. And I'll return to that later on about how we say like cures like, by which we're talking about that which could cause illness in someone could actually cure them when it's given in a potentized form. And I'll come back to that uh, perhaps in a little while. But the importance is that what we're talking about, and whether we're talking about homeopathy or flower remedies, etc., we're talking about water containing information, being able to take on that information to expand itself into holding that energy, being the library, the Keshit records. And it reminded me very much of a quote that I was just sent by Joan Ocean, my friend there in Hawaii. And she wrote about her connection that, and her information that she receives from the whales and the dolphins. And this really came to mind as I was looking at water. The whales and dolphins say the Akashic records are a sacred water library, eternally stored in Earth's waters, retained and protected. The whales can decode these messages, these water molecules and are able to put the message, as I've spoken about before, into the waters of the ocean so that we can drink it or bathe in it. But what they say, eventually, we'll all be able to read this library. We'll all be able to be downloaded with this information. And of course, it just all comes together in what I'm about to speak about. So we understand that we have had three phases of water, liquid, gas, solid, but there's a fourth phase. And this has been known for a decade or more now. And this fourth phase of water is also known as EZ water or EZ water, structured water. And it was particularly noticed when people like Emoto or Veda Austin, who is doing amazing work with water, when they were able to send a thought into water, and in the case of Veda Austin's work, she then froze that water and an image was shown. So it's called liquid crystal. It's that phase between the liquid, the thought being sent into the liquid, and then it becoming frozen. And you could say that thought, what is that? That's ether. So that etheric energy is captured in the water and then crystallized so that we can see it. So this fourth phase of water is an essential part of good health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and yet we speak so little about it. And without going into all the science of it, 
what we want is a lot of this lovely EZ water, EZ water. We want a lot of this structured water in our body because when that is there, it is holding the life force. It's holding energy. It's holding health. It's holding information. And that water actually permeates our cells. It permeates our brain. It permeates every part of our body, bringing it cohesion, bringing it good life, giving it health, giving it energy. Trying to get you excited. I hope I am. So the more of this, and I'm just going to call it fourth phase water, we have this liquid crystal water we have in our body, the healthier we become. It's as simple as that. So you might say, well, how am I going to get more of that? Well, as I'm listening to all the experts in this field, and especially those who were the first, the originators of this idea, Gerald Pollack, for instance, and certainly I'm going to put uh, the links to the people I think it's worth listening to below the YouTube and certainly on my website as well. I would suggest to you that what they're saying is that the things that we've always known were good for us, exercise, uh, water, etc. Now we have a better understanding of why. So let me start with the idea that what is going to build more and more of this fourth phase water in your body and therefore to feed the cells, the mitochondria, to bring more energy in, first of all, rooting yourself. Have I not said this before? The more we ground into the earth, the more we walk on the earth without shoes on, the more we spend time literally sending our roots into the earth, as I often describe, imagining you've got magnets on the soles of your feet and you, you imagine the earth is pulling you in. But once those roots go into the earth, they actually pull into and tap into the electrical energy in the earth. And that electrical energy is what will actually enhance our fourth phase water. So just very simply, if you spend more time walking on the earth, being out in nature, possibly without your shoes on if it's warm enough, or even just sending your roots into the earth and then allowing yourself to even imagine that energy entering your body, you immediately enhance the amount of this healthy water into your body. Literally, you're bringing a negative energy, electrical energy into your body, and it causes the, the structuring of this water in your cells. Next thing, sunlight. Oh, my goodness, who could believe sunlight would be good for you? Sunlight, apparently 50% of the sun is infrared. And what we now know, and this is what they're talking about, is infrared light, such as we might find in LED lights, although I'm not always keen on those lights, but LED lights or infrared light or sunlight is really good to build this healthy water. Less good on the other scale, the ultraviolet level. So when we get out in sunlight, and especially if we have enough vitamin D in our body, we can absorb that lovely infrared, building better water in our body. Saunas. Part of the reason I think that so many in Scandinavia where it's so dark <laughs> and during the winter or other places where it's dark, 
they use saunas. So the sauna is the heat of the infrared. So when we go into a sauna, whether it's a wet or a dry sauna, and we bring heat to our body, we increase this healthy water. So it's, it's so interesting. We kind of know all these things. We've been told all these things, but we didn't understand why. Now I'm giving you a reason. I think hot baths if you can't go to a sauna. Or hot water bottles. I love my hot water bottle. The more you can bring heat in, the better to your body. Cold isn't good for this. Drinking water. Should have said this up at front. Just drinking water. I am always amazed how many people don't drink water. I really only drink water and always have done. And I'm amazed when people say, oh, I can't drink water. Well, sorry, but you cannot hydrate without drinking water inadequately. And, you know, it's the one thing we all know you have to drink or you have to have. You can go without food, but you do need water. And putting water into your body is a really healthy thing, even in small amounts. Now, there are many problems with the water maybe we get from our tap. There are many problems with getting water that you get out of a bottle, a plastic bottle, because that's also going to get uh, invaded by the plastic. So obviously the best water is spring water if you happen to have a spring by you or well. But you can also have water that... Yes, you're getting out the tap, but you can change by just even moving it, shaking it. Because the more natural the movement of water or the flow of water, the better the water is for you. So there are systems that you can buy, and I'm not suggesting you do, where the water is sent through a vortex. So the more the, the water spins or bumps over rocks, as it would do in a stream. So the healthier water is that which has is acting in a more natural way. Water that comes along straight pipes is not healthy. Water that meanders is healthy. Hope that makes sense. And it reminds me that when we were, my husband and I were up in the Orkney Isles and I'm, because I drink water all the time, I drank their tap water and I went, oh my goodness, this is like nectar. This is the fountain of youth. And she said, I know. I said, oh, can we bottle, you know, can I take loads of this water? Because it was the most sweetest, beautiful water I've ever drunk. And she said, I love people come into our restaurant and they want bottled water. And I go, why? This is the water you want to drink. So the more natural water you can have, again, depending on where it's coming from, and it hasn't yet been polluted, the better. And I think we're going to be seeing more and more. And when I'm working with sacred sites, I see how often we've dammed up water or we've dynamited somewhere and it's diverted the water. We need to return to honoring the water as a person, as an individual. And as I was listening to Vader Austin talk, she talked about had how in New Zealand they'd actually managed to personal, give a personal identity to water, certain pieces of the water in New Zealand, the head what we call the head of the water, or the head of the river. And that's the start. And I remember in, in times back, you weren't allowed to put any toxins into the streams or the rivers of New Zealand. Uh, that was just against Maori traditions. Of course, things changed. But wouldn't it be lovely if we actually honoured the water as a person, as an individual, respecting it as an intelligent being? 
And she describes, and it was so true, that in past times, they used to talk about her, the water, the aquifers, the streams. And then we've lost that. We kind of see it as a commodity. But she said, isn't it interesting that while when a woman is in labor and her waters break, we still use that word, waters. Her waters are broken. Amazing that we still have that understanding of the sacredness of that water that holds the baby. And that just reminds me of one other story. And while I'm on that, is my lovely friend Rose Perry, where she was visited by the priest after the birth of one of her children. And he said to her, right, we've got to get the child baptized. And she said, my baby has been baptized in the most sacred water you will ever find. What can you do? Yes. So water, taking it in, washing in it, cleansing in it. Again, yes, it would be wonderful to be able to go to hot springs every day if that's what you want, or you know, spring water or whirlpool water. Uh, Veda said that's wonderful water, but we're not all able to do that. I think if you can get water that is as pure as you can and then pray on it the best you can do, frankly. So we've had we've had sunlight, we've had heat, we've had water itself, there's juicing, and Gerald Pollock talks about juicing, and others talked about juicing in this conference. The interesting thing about the juicing is it's not about a bottle of juice that sat on a shelf in a plastic bottle for a while, folks. It is juicing from the earth, taking fruits, taking vegetables, as far as you can from the earth, from, you know, you've known it's been in the earth, maybe even the last 24 hours would be fantastic. And Isabel French, again, someone I greatly admired, she spoke about the slimier the vegetables, the better. And I thought, okay, I can go with that. So she talked about aloe vera, but she also talked about things like celery. And she talked about apples and she talked about blueberries and she talked about romaine lettuce, and um, I'm running out of the list, but it's peppers, all the things that have a little slime in them, apparently they're holding on to that, that special fourth phase water better than anything else. And I've always been someone who loved eating apples. I, when I'm thirsty, I'll eat an apple. And she said an apple is equal to two glasses of water. But of course, they all talk about, you know, try not to eat foods that are osmotic. Literally, they take your water from you, such as sugar, such as maybe coffee. So watching yourself is if you are thirsty, be careful of like, what has just made me thirsty? What pulled the water from me? I know salty foods often do that to me. But also, she said, often it's not that you're needing food, you're needing water. And finding a way of which you can either, through juicing, take in that water or just pure water is really good. Breathing. Wow. Who, did, who, who thought we had to breathe? Especially holotrophic breathing. Breathing where you are taking those very deep breaths, yog, yogic breathing, breathing. This was someone who spoke about CSF, cerebral spinal fluid. And it was just amazing to hear. He said that at night when we sleep, especially if you get good sleep, Literally, your cerebral spinal fluid is not just staying in the ventricles, but is actually washing your brain cells, 
taking all the toxins out of your brain cells. And so he said the same can happen when you do some really good yogic breathing, really deep out breaths, in breaths, same with maybe some holotrophic breathing, breath work. He said it washes your brain and they're seeing that that is reducing the risk of dementia, et cetera, et cetera. Who would have believed that just breathing was washing our brain in a wonderful way? So that's another one on my list. The same movement. And a lot of talk was about connective tissues, lymphatic system. If you don't know your lymphatic system, which again gets rid of toxins, really doesn't have any muscles in its vessels. And so therefore, you have to move to get your lymphatic system working. Now, of course, you could go for a massage and someone could do it for you. But something that moves every part of you is really valuable for your CSF, for your lymphatic system, and for your just good health. So I think I've gone through the main list of ways in which you can enhance this wonderful benefit of this full phase water. And it, there are probably many other ways that I haven't actually mentioned, but it feels that when lockdown happened, most of those disappeared. Don't go outside, don't meet with people, not that that's, but don't meet with people, don't go outside, don't see the sun, don't exercise. It was, and don't, you know, don't go and pick anything from the garden. It took us away from the natural ways in which we can be kept healthy. So everything says get out, find sun, find heat, find friendship. Because the one other thing that was very clear here is this question of like attracting like. And it was explained in a way of how it could happen uh, when you could say like often opposes like, so two negatives often oppose each other, repel each other. But I'm not going to get into the science of that, but one of the features of this water was that you can have two, two of the same poles coming together and actually enhancing each other. And it enhances it because of the power of the, the relationship, the centerpiece, the three. What I'm saying here is what it meant to me was, wow, when two likes come together, we call that resonance. We actually enhance each other. And it really brought to my mind, this is what I'm wanting to teach us. You know, I often share, move towards those things that resonate with you. Find synchronicities. Intuition is about resonating with the truth, your own truth. And so when we resonate with our truth, when we have a synchronous event, we're enhancing this wonderful power of water to bring us healing, to bring us information. Because the information that water holds is then brought to us to enhance us, to expand our consciousness. So when we're, when we're in a less structured state, we're dissonant, that, that information, that consciousness cannot enter ourselves, cannot enter our minds and enhance us. So when we're in a resonant state, we're in, when we're going through those things that I've mentioned, we have a good amount of this wonderful healthy water that can bring that information, that consciousness into our being and enhance us. Hope I'm getting you excited. So it's like do simple things and it's going to happen naturally. Be around resonance, be around health for yourself. 
And there's just one last thing I want to mention. And this was, uh, I think, an amazing feature for me. Again, Isabel French, who I would put her link onto the YouTube, etc., mentioned that she had seen that when water is dissonant, when it's not structured, when it's not on this fourth phase, when it's out of balance, and we could say when it's toxic in its own right, water has the intelligence to actually heal itself. And what she saw is that it healed itself by changing its frequency by what we call the thigh ratio, PHI, 1.618 ratio, golden mean. And it actually changed its frequency through a series of thigh ratios till it came back into resonance with itself. That blew my mind. Water is not just something that's you put intelligence in and it's dissolving. It has the intelligence to actually heal itself. And it does it naturally. And it does it when we give it the space to restructure itself and to refine itself. So one of the things I think we can also say is that when we're in the presence of different images that contain that thigh ratio, such as the sunflower, such as uh, the pine trees and the pineal gland and celery, if we look at that, I believe that that helps water to also reorganize our cell structure, reorganize and cleanse our minds to take us to these new expanded levels. So I know that's a lot of information, folks. I know I've given different ways, but I hope you'll get excited enough to go and study this for what it means to you. Water is everywhere. It's not just in an ocean or a sea. There is more water in the earth than is in the oceans, many more times. Water is in space. Water is in sun. Water is in planets. It is so closely related to this concept of ether, this idea of this etheric energy. Literally 99% of our universe made up from this. So you could say, I believe that water and ether are almost interconnected, and it's that that is creating our reality. By moving information about, by, by organizing itself in ways that we can feel that this is our reality. But water, I believe, is the medium for this, the medium for communication, the medium for telepathy, the medium for anything. And so water is everywhere. And one of the purest waters is found at the very bottom of the ocean, where, where most people can never go because of the movement of the ocean and the plankton down there. The other places where water is found, obviously, is at the for, where the, the shoreline is, very active water. Another place is a forest, pure water. I hope you'll either take yourself to a place where you've got moving water or do any of those things I've mentioned and enhance this healing facility. As always, I send lots of love and blessings to you. Thank you for listening to me. Do subscribe to my YouTube site and obviously sign into my website to be on our newsletter. But until next time, happy water times. Let the love of water be yours. Mm -hmm.
Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeak.